0: Boom! There we are, doing another live offside. What's going on? It's your host, James. And yeah, there's lots to get into in Leafland today. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having yourselves a great, well, late Tuesday evening, I guess it is now. But tons to talk about around the Maple Leafs and around the NHL for that matter. Appreciate you spending some time with us. Let's get into it. Let's get into the big topic du jour. Last night, the Toronto Maple Leafs, well, they did clinch thanks to their provincial rivals, the Ottawa Senators. Absolutely amazing that the Sens could pay the Leafs a gift and get them locked into the playoffs, the X by their name. So Mary Clinchmas to Leafs Nation. Um, it was a foregone conclusion, just a matter of time And when it did happen. The second part to that now is, when do the Toronto Maple Leafs go and clinch second place in in the Atlantic Division. If you've been looking for that number, I'll give it to you. The magic number is five points. The Toronto Maple Leafs need five points or a combination of Tampa Bay losing to get themselves locked in to the second seed in the Atlantic, giving them whole nice for the playoffs, which is exactly what the Toronto Maple Leafs would like. And speaking of things we'd like, I want to do a special shout-out as well we have ourselves a beautiful Toronto Maple Leafs Yeti Cup that was sent to us by our friend of the show, Mr. Terry Latrell. want to say thank you very much, Terry, for sending that over. Uh, if you're watching this in audio form, go check out the post over on TikTok or Twitter. It's up there for you to see. It's absolutely stunning and amazing. Um, yes, the Maple Leafs are rocking towards the playoffs. So again, five points get the leaf. The second seed locked in for them to be able to get it done, and throughout the playoffs, I'll be drinking out of this beauty right here from Taylor Luttrell. Again, thank you very much, my friend. I super appreciate it. Now, keep going forward here with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ryan O'Reilly on the ice before practice today, and unfortunately, the news came out that he will not be with the team in game style, anyways. This week, um, he will be. Not playing for the Maple Leafs, which kind of does suck. Uh, we all got excited, thought Wednesday was going to be the drop that day. But unfortunately, he is not going to be on the ice for the Toronto Maple Leafs this week. They haven't ruled out all of the games, but it kind of sounds like they want to make sure he is 100% before getting him on the ice. You don't want any bump backs on a guy in your prize acquisition Like Ryan O'Reilly, you want to make sure that he is ready to go. The other unfortunate news today is Nolachari was not on the ice for practice. Took a pretty bad bump, was slow to get up um, during that Nashville game. So he will not be playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow. And he will not be in the lineup. Again, maybe a thing where you see him sit for a couple of games. uh, Let him just heal up and be 100%. Um, You don't need guys like Nola Chari or Ryan O'Reilly, for that matter, not feeling well rolling into the playoffs. You want these guys at top condition, ready to rock and roll when the playoffs do begin. So if Achari has to miss a couple of games, that's fine by me. If Ryan O'Reilly needs a couple more practices to get up the snuff, which he probably does, let's be, be frank here, your hand, you can't really dish off to your line mates. And if he's in a blue jersey, which he was today, that generally means top six duty for Ryan O'Reilly, which means he'll be playing with probably John Tavares and Mitch Marner or Michael Bunting or one of those beautiful players they have in the top six. So we'll see what happens there with all of this shaking out for the Maple Leafs. They will be going 11-7 tomorrow. Timothy Liljegren gets to draw back into the lineup for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is huge. Because this guy has been riding the pine, and he's had a great season. Plus 22, I do believe, on the season. Putting up a respectable amount of points for the amount of time that he does get to play. And you can't knock that for a guy that really didn't find his footing until late last year. And then, of course, injuries befuddle guys, whether it's Rasmus Sandin or Timothy Lilligren. Now both of these guys, uh, one with a different organization, the other on the outside looking in for the Maple Leafs. So I'm looking at Lilligren and saying, okay, tomorrow, go out and play your game. Be calm, be poised with the puck, and do what has gotten you to the dance so far for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you should be A-OK. But we'll see. 11-7 and tomorrow. We'll see what the line shake out to be. Uh, of course, that means that Wayne Simmons will not be playing for the Maple Leafs tomorrow. So again, we're looking at a mismatch of lineups and forwards running a couple of extra shifts on the bottom lines. Uh, Gustafson as well with the Toronto Maple Leafs does not sound like he will be back with the Maple Leafs anytime soon has a family issue. Uh, obviously with family issues, the team does not allude to what those are. Uh, we're not privy to that information nor should we be unless he makes that public. Um, so we will see what happens, but you know, with this team and everything that's going on around it with injuries and things like that, you have to ask the question, what is the magic number here that the team starts to rest some of the big guys, some of the big guns that they have on this team, whether it's Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Riley, you name it. When do these guys start sitting? <laughs> Apologize, guys. That's the fun thing about doing podcasts live, eh? There's no pause button. But, um, yeah, when do you rest these guys? When do you park these guys and just let them have a little bit of heal time? I'm saying, for me, you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs and you say, okay. I see we got nine games left. I say you probably give some guys two, three, maybe four games off, but you want them in there for the last two and get it done. Let them get their chemistry rolling and all that flowing. So that may mean you might get to see Matthew Nyes. That may mean you get to see some random combinations that you wouldn't usually get to see out of the Toronto Maple Leafs. But the question is, when do you start sitting, guys? I would say as early as now. You know, they're taking their time with Ryan O'Reilly. That's fine. Taking their time with Nolichari. That's fine. Let these guys relax and take the time that they need uh, and come back to the lineup when they're fully healthy. And speaking of the fact, they are playing a team tomorrow in the Florida Panthers that are on a four-game losing streak. They're three points out of the playoffs and you know they're going to come out heavy and hard. Here's the thing for me. I look at Luke Shen not being in the lineup last week against the New York Islanders. And I say that was a guy that should have been in the lineup against a team that is going to play you physical, that is going to come in hard, is going to come in heavy in the Florida Panthers here tomorrow because they need these points. They got guys like Tick Chuck, Rackle Gudis. These guys are going to want to come out and lay the body and set a tone because they need the points. So tomorrow is a pretty much a void injury at all cost game. But at the same time, let the guys that you brought in to bang, bang, like Luke Shenz, the McCabes, it sucks that Achari's not there, but Lafferty, Zach Aston, reese let these guys play a little bit of their physical brand of hockey and dish it as much as they take it because there's going to be a situation tomorrow with the Panthers where they're going to want to come out and put a lot of pressure on the Maple Leafs. Um you know, other news coming out of Leafs practices, Ilya Samsonov was back today. Brand new father. Shout out to Miroslav, the newest member of Leafs Nation. Uh, he's been home with the wife and the new son and the dog and just enjoying being a dad. He said it's the most invigorating, amazing feeling. So hopefully, maybe for him, that's a shot in the arm going through the playoffs. You know, a little energy boost, a little bit of a, I'm going to play. Um, so excited for for Elias Samsonov, obviously, and his family, you know, welcoming their new son into the world, and also the fact that he said the time off, the little injury he had, he feels one hundred percent, and he is going to be the starter tomorrow for the game against the Florida Panthers. So I am looking forward to that. All right, well that'll put a bow on the Maple Leafs talk. Um, some things from around the NHL right now. Um, Tim and friends. A show that a lot of us here in Canada watch. Um, shuttering up, closing the door, shutting it down in a couple of weeks. Uh, they will no longer be on the air. And I don't know about you, but I've come up with Tim McAuliffe and Sid Six Zero and you know, through the score and all the different iterations of the show that they've had. Um, you know, it was a great show to watch. Um, Tim, I don't know if you'll see this. We've we've got lucky to have one of you on offside hockey talk. Um, but uh yeah, it sucks that you guys are not going to be on TV any longer. Uh, I know you're joining the uh, the Sportsnet panel or whatever you want to call it. But uh, really, uh, really enjoyed what you guys have done over the years for Sports Talk and allowing people like myself to be able to go a little bit further. Um, you know, it hasn't been the same energy with Sid and, you know, Tim not being together. But at the same time, they made it work. They did things through a pandemic and they made a show keep rolling. I'm very excited, to be honest with you, uh, where Tim's going next. But it sucks that that show will no longer be on the air. And now something for me that I've talked about very, very, many, many times. And uh, some of you might tune out from this right here. Um, but is the Hockey Canada situation uh, where they are not allowing any player, that includes Kale McCarr and others, to play for Team Canada in the Worlds coming up at the end of the season? Um, so anyone from the 2018 world junior team will not be eligible to play against any of the other world competition at that time. So for me, I look at it like this and say, you know what? That's a heavy handed thing, but it's the right thing to do. The investigation is not done. You need to step in and make this a big priority. Make this an example, make this something that does not go away easy and does not let anybody slide until it is done. So for me, I applaud Hockey Canada for finally getting their act together and finally figuring out what they are going to do with this situation that they have and that they fumbled the ball, to be honest with you. So I look at it and say, okay, you know what? These players will not be able to play. It sucks for them. It sucks for Team Canada. But it sucks for the individual this situation happened to. I want to resolve them want those who are should be held accountable, held accountable. And then move forward from then. So it doesn't matter. This needs to happen. And the last thing that I did not get to with the Maple Leafs. I can't believe I didn't touch on it. Sheldon Keefe and Mr. Michael Bunting butting heads. And you know what? The way that Bunting plays and carries himself, I can see why they are butting heads. And I can also see why Sheldon Keefe wants to calm down this guy who is going to be a focal point for other teams as well as himself, be a focal point throughout the playoffs because he's going to be able to draw penalties and do things and really mix it up and just be an agitator. Like Samsonov said, he's our version of Brad Marchand. Yes, I'm saying Brad Marchand, but in the lightest of versions when it comes to the points and the goals, but he definitely does do the yap and do a different bunch of things. So I like what he brings in that aspect. So for me, these two butting heads, he is just going to be able to allow Sheldon Keith to tell him what he needs to do and calm down. And he does get excited. He does get upset. He does flail and freak out, especially on that penalty that wasn't his stick. And it ended up being called back. He could have said anything to that referee. He skated to the bench quietly. But he was stapled to the bench for the final six minutes and 40 seconds against Nashville. Sheldon Keefe putting his thumb down on this lineup and saying, listen, this is my lineup and I'm going to go down with the ship. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. So if this team doesn't get it done, at least he knows he's pushed and pulled every single button he can. Same thing with Kyle Dubas. All right, guys and gals, this show right here, it's a little bite-sized version. We're up to about 16 minutes, so go check it out. Make sure you check it out every time it comes out. We'll drop through the best topics that there are, period. Get it into your ears, let you know about them so you can go check out more about them after you're done here. All right, so this has been the short, bite-sized, offside hockey talk for tonight.